continue this week's devotion on the topic of serial quitters. I love that yesterday I spoke about now or never. But this morning I want to talk about something a little bit different. Still connecting it back to quitting. And quitting is usually, if not always, connected back to failing. So today I want to talk about the truth. The truth about failure. The truth about failure. This can be divided up into four four simple phrases, four simple concepts. The first one is, is this. The truth is we tend to fall in love with the outcome without considering the process it would require. We fall in love with the outcome without considering the process it will require. That's why when we, when we see things and we see bagels or, or we see people's bodies and we want to attain that or people gain their degrees or gain good jobs or whatever the case may be, we, we fall in love with the outcome, the end product without considering the process. I've come to realize that, that, that we serve the God of the product and the God of the process. The problem we have is that we keep chasing products but won't submit to the process. We want to chase the end goal, not understand there's a process to get to that goal. That's the truth about failure. That our product will always be the result of our process. The second point, we have a fear of failure and rejection. Failure can come in the form of rejection. And failure can lead to that that, that phrase that I've talked about time and time again, self-sabotage. Now, self-sabotage tells yourself that I'll stop, I'll quit on my own, rather than face the possibility of failure. That's self-sabotage. We have a fear of failure and rejection. So we quit before we even start the process. We quit in the middle of it because it's better if, if we do it ourselves than to be humiliated, to be embarrassed in front of people. That's the truth about failure. The third one. We are motivated enough, this is a good one, we are motivated enough to start, but not disciplined enough to finish. See, I felt that one. There are times in my life I can re-reflect on this one. We are motivated enough to start, but not disciplined enough to finish. Think about it like this. Are you a above average starter and a below average finisher? Do you start better than you finish? But remember, we serve a God who is the author and the finisher of our lives. So if Jesus is the author and the finisher, we have to understand that 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 same God lives within us. So we have to get into the mindset of becoming a finisher. But in order to be a finisher, we have to run with patience. Remember a few weeks ago, I spoke about running the race. Running with patience. Because it's not about speed. It's about the pace that you're going in. If anything you take from this message this morning is this one phrase. Learn to move at your own pace. Learn to move at your own pace. 
The fourth point, we become distracted by what we see someone else doing. Yeah, yeah. We become distracted by what we see someone else doing. See, when, when we see what God does in other people's lives, there are two options that come to mind. And those two options are motivation or duplication. Now, of course, motivation is you see it and you want to work. You want to go through the process to get to what God has called for your life. When you're focused on what God has called for you. But on the flip side, duplication means you see what they have and you do what you think they did to get what they got. But what they have is not what God has called for you. And we end up wasting time being distracted by what someone else is doing. And God has not called us to be be distractions or to be distracted. The distraction of bondage. If, if, If you do the walking that God has called in your life, God will do the working. It's, it's, it's so true because, because, because how do you know you're focused until God sends you distractions? Because distractions will either keep you focused on the goal or take you many, many steps back. But so, so, so what is the point today? I always have to add scriptural reference to the truth about failure. We think about David. And David is is one of the Bible's most important figures. It's hard to fathom that that, that, that David, who, who was guilty of breaking half of God's commandments, he coveted Uriah's wife. He committed adultery. He stole. He lied. And, and he, he had someone murdered. All of these things is what David did. He failed at maintaining the commandments that God has said. But here is the principle. So failure doesn't get the last word despite us making mistakes. When we have made mistakes, when we have sinned, we must recognize it and repent. Because God's forgiveness doesn't save us from the consequences of our actions. But if we recognize it, if we address it and we stand in our truth, God can still use us despite the truth about failure. We, 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 we think about Paul. Paul is the perfect example of failure. Paul made his business to destroy the church. Looking for people who follow Jesus that he can throw them in prison. He, he, he planned to hunt down Christians. He then had an encounter with Christ. Christ came into the world to save sinners. To save people who made mistakes. Save people who have failed. For those who put their trust in Christ, there are bound to be reasons you feel unqualified 
There's a reason why you feel you should quit in the middle of the process. What about Peter? Peter was someone who did, who who told Jesus that he would not deny Christ, but he did. But did his failure exclude him for what Christ's plans were? No. He became the leader of the disciples. Failure doesn't disqualify you even if you're a disciple of Christ. So your story is still being written. The only way that failure can get the last word in your life is if you choose to let it. That's the truth about failure. It gets the last word if you allow it. But we serve a God who's able to take our defeats, take our failure, and still use it to bring him glory. So understand this. The only truth you need to know about failure is that if you choose to let it get to you. Because the Bible says that that, 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 In this race, we must run to obtain what God has called for us. And with patience, because they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Understand this. As we navigate through life, I speak against the spirit of failure. Because failure only takes over when you have accepted it, when you let it get to you, when you let it consume your mind, when you let it distract you. We can't lose focus and attention due to distractions. Remember, we have cognitive distractions that disrupt your mind and opportune distractions that disrupt your mission. We have to understand the best way to increase our focus, the best way to not quit is to decrease distractions. The truth is this. Nothing great happens until you fight through the initial opposition. And the initial opposition starts in your mind. You are no longer allowed to quit because failure is only failure if you have accepted and you have given up. And we're not here to give up. So push through as we continue to navigate through this journey, this wilderness called life. And understand to remain focused. To remain prayerful and to stay the path that God's called us to be on. Amen.